Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Why Not Dakota Meccas? And ask me questions if I was confusing. This is a bit of a request podcast. Um, I was having a chitty chat. Actually, I'm not even going to start there. I'm not even going to start there. Back on another platform. I'll just say another platform. Someone told me that I was being mean to someone. I was being mean to someone. I probably was. I probably was. It's probably being disrespectful toward their way of looking at things. I said, hogwash. Hogwash. I love that word. Hogwash. Um, someone said I was being mean. I was being disrespectful. Probably they're right. Probably they're right. I am mean. I am disrespectful sometimes to other people's uh, perspectives when I think they're full of garbage. Um, this morning, half an hour, 45 minutes ago, I started getting into a back and forth with someone on the Cubs and who has been called up and who hasn't been called up, etc., etc., etc. And one of the names that came up was Dakota Meccas. Dakota Meccas, why hasn't Dakota Meccas been called up. Why hasn't Dakota Meccas been called up? Say, you know what? That sounds like a fantastic, fantastic podcast idea. When it comes to which players ought to get called up and when, There are two ways to look at it. One is the emotional view. Don't tell people hogwash. They might think that you're being mean to them. And then there's also the purely cold, cutting, analytical way. Two different ways. I'll go back to Chris Bryant. Why didn't the Cubs call up Chris Bryant on April 4th back in 2015? Well... From a cold-cutting, analytical perspective, they figure, you know what? If the Cubs wait two weeks, they get them for a whole nother year. And yes, a whole nother is an acceptable term. But if we call them up on opening day, then we lose them for a season at the back end. If we don't come to an agreement on a free agent deal. And if, again, it boils down to emotion, but you should do the nice thing. You should be the you, you should be, or the cold cutting analytical thing. Well, seven is more than six. There's two different ways to look at everything. So, when looking at why not Dakota Meccas? Why not Dakota Meccas? Why not Dakota Meccas? Now, after all, it's late in the season. You could get some looks at him. You could help to decide, da 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 da, whatever. There's two different ways to look at it. Two different ways to look at it. And 
a decent chunk of it ends up boiling back to who you're listening to, who you're believing, who you're listening to, who you're believing, who you're listening to, who you're believing. If you have um, five or six people that you believe, five or six people that you talk about regarding music, five or six people, you five or six people, you talk about music all the time. Is this new group worth listening to or are they garbage? This group from back in the day, are they garbage or are they worth listening to? Were they cutting edge or were they, yeah, they're just doing what everybody else was doing? You have discussions. You have your people. If four or five of you think that, yeah, we're really, well, you, you might have an outlier. You might have somebody says, no, I completely disagree with you on this specific issue. But in general, I pretty much agree with you. So usually you have five or six people you listen to. And with <coughs> player call-ups, who, who is it that you are relying upon? Who is it that you are looking at to, if this person says, this person probably deserves a call-up, I'm going to believe it. Dakota Meccas is a popular story. He is a popular Cubs minor leaguer. At the start of his career, he was absolutely fantastic. Got up to AAA, his first year in AAA, he was absolutely fantastic. There was an expectation. Actually, he might have possibly gotten called up in 2019. He might have possibly gotten called up in 2019, except he had already enrolled in classes to go back to Michigan State because he went back to Michigan State, took classes. He wasn't really going to be able to pitch in the major leagues while he's taking classes in Michigan State. It just doesn't quite work that way. Basic premise was, I'm going to finish off my classes, finish off my degree, and then go back and start kicking butt in the minor leagues again, which was the entire plan. And then in 2019, Major League Baseball used Major League Baseballs in the Pacific Coast League, and Dakota Mac has had a terrible season. 2020 comes along. There is no 2020 season. 2021, Dakota Meccas goes back to Iowa. And again, the expectation is call up Dakota Meccas, call up Dakota Meccas. Dakota Meccas deserves to get called up. Dakota Meccas deserves to get called up. So call up Dakota Meccas. Now, a little bit of background. For many years, Many years. You can say many is six years. You can say many is 16 years. You can say many is 60 years. You can use whatever framework you want. You're probably pretty accurate. The Cubs haven't had pitchers at AAA who have done well. They just haven't. Starting pitchers, generally bad. Relief pitchers, generally bad. Occasionally, they would have a useful pitcher. A useful pitcher, for instance, Colin Ray was very good. Except Colin Ray was the kind of pitcher like along the lines of an Alec Mills who, well, do we really even want to call him up to the major leagues? There's just that hesitance. And uh, understandable, maybe, perhaps. But do we even want to call him up? So uh, Colin Ray eventually did get called up, did get a look, and eventually went on elsewhere. But um, mostly... Cubs relief pitchers in AAA have generally been really bad. Really bad. You can, you know, you can go back and look. Most guys, most years, 
Oh, well, okay, we need to call up a guy from AAA. Let's call up this guy. Well, his ERA is five and a half. Yeah, but he's the best guy that we have. So we're going to call him up. Okay, that was usually what... Look it up. You know, look up uh, Iowa Cubs stats from 2009 or look up Iowa Cubs stats from 2014 or whatever the heck year you want to look up. Look up, how were their pitchers? What, what were their numbers? Were they any good? Very rarely has it been a situation where the Cubs have a pitcher in AAA who, my goodness, this guy is better than the guy we currently have in the roster that can get sent back down. This guy in AAA is better than this guy. Or it's a reasonably safe guess to think that this guy in AAA is probably better than that guy. They're just... It, there haven't been. There just haven't been that many good options in AAA. Pitching or, frankly, hitting. There just haven't been a whole lot of guys. Chris Bryant, yeah, he, he shredded AAA and eventually got called up. Uh, Wilson Contreras shredded AAA, got called up. But usually it's not a case of hitter does amazingly well in AAA, hitter gets called up to the Cubs, and does absolutely horrible. Usually it's a case of, uh, our hitters are horrible. Our hitters at AAA are horrible. That's usually been the case. That has usually been the case, and it has been a severe problem for the Cubs. Now, let's look forward to potentially April, May, June of 2022. Brennan Davis kicking butt. Brennan Davis kicking butt. Brennan Davis kicking butt. Hey, Brennan Davis is kicking butt in AAA. Is it about time that the Cubs ought to call him up? Now, you know that's going to happen at some point if Brennan Davis is kicking butt in AAA. And then you'll get to a situation where, okay, Brennan Davis ought to get called up and something ought to get done. What that something ends up being, I, I don't know. But if Brennan Davis pushes the envelope far enough in AAA, he will get called up justifiably so. Usually with the Cubs, it's been... Oh my goodness, Javier Baez got injured. He's done for the season. We need a shortstop. Let's call up Nico Horner, even though his season is over. That's what it's usually been. Or else maybe, um, we need an infielder. Let's call up Ian Happ. He's in double A. Yeah, I know, but let's call up Ian Happ. He's in double A. Yeah, I know, but let's call up Ian Happ. Okay, Tell, let me know how that works. The way smart teams do it, the way well-run teams do it, they have a guy in low A ball, he does well, he goes to advanced A ball. If he does well there, he goes to double A. If he does well there, he goes to triple A. If he does well in triple A, then he gets called up. Cubs, eh, nah, we don't need to see that. We'll, we'll just randomly call up dudes who are done with their season or haven't made it to triple A or... It's better to have a player kicking butt in AAA than to call him up from AA. It just is. You learn things at every level along the stretch. Okay, we started talking about Dakota Mekas, and that has all been background information for why Dakota Mekas hasn't been called up yet. This year, something different happened in the Cubs pipeline. This year, something different happened in the Cubs pipeline. Hitters and pitchers, both in AAA Iowa, have been having particularly good runs. Particularly good runs. 
And shortly after that, they would get called up. Usually Cubs hitters don't do well in AAA. However, Patrick Wisdom started slowly with Iowa. He hit grand slams in back-to-back days. He had some absurd numbers. Absurd numbers right before he got called up. And the Cubs had a vacancy at whatever position. I don't remember what the story was, but it's like, well, let's call up Patrick Wisdom. He's hitting really well in AAA. Why not? Where's the problem? He's doing well there. Let's call him up. Let's see how he's doing, how he does at the major league level. And from early mid-May into the end of the season, he set a Cubs rookie home run record. Not bad. Uh, Frank Schwindel was doing well in Iowa. Was doing well in Iowa. Cubs trade away Anthony Rizzo. Oh my goodness, who's going to play first? Call up Frank Schwindel. Let, 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 let's just see what he does. Frank Schwindel. Oh my goodness, this guy's fantastic. Why, why didn't everybody... Well, he'd never gotten to play in the major leagues before. Not every day. That's with the hitters. Now, with the pitchers. I was having this discussion with person with uh, Jimmy on Twitter. Uh, Mechas not once given opportunity. He may be terrible, but is produced in the minors. Can we see him at some point in Wrigley? My response. He hasn't been the guy to call up at any point during the season. During the season, these players made sense more than anyone else at the time. And were shortly thereafter called up. My list is not exhaustive. It's not complete. Tommy Nance, Justin Steele, twice Keegan Thompson, twice Michael Rucker, Adam Morgan, Manny Rodriguez, Jake Jewell, Scott Efros, um, Michael Rucker, and uh, Trevor McGill, also Ryan Meisinger. And there might be a couple others, but there were a whole bunch of Cubs pitchers, Cubs minor league pitchers, that if you were paying attention to iCubs games, you would know. You would have known. Tommy Nance is doing fantastically well in AAA. Maybe we ought to call him up. Justin Steele is doing fantastically well in AAA. Maybe we ought to call him up. Keegan Thompson, same thing. Michael Rucker, same thing. Adam Morgan, same thing. Manny Rodriguez, same thing. Jake Jewell. Ryan Meisinger, Scott Efros, Trevor McGill, same thing, same thing, same thing. You call them up, maybe they've got it going on, maybe they don't. Jewel and Meisinger were designated for assignment, but at the time, they made sense. At the time, they made sense. At the time, Nance, Steele, Steele made sense as a reliever, they called him up. Thompson made sense as a reliever, they called him up. Both Steele and Thompson got sent back down to get extended as starters. Then they got used as starters when they were dominating AAA as starters. See how that works? If you're crushing the level, then you should get called up. If you're crushing the level, then you should get called up. It's not about looking back and, well, I'm looking at his records, and back in 2017, he doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Is he the guy to call up right now? 
And frankly, about the only way you're going to know if someone is the guy to get called up from Iowa to Chicago right exactly now, you should probably be paying attention to Iowa Cubs games. Because Iowa Cubs games will tell you who is the guy to be called up right now. Right before he was called up to the Chicago Cubs, Trace Thompson had five home runs over a five-game stretch. To me, that says, you know what? He's probably better in this league. Maybe he ought to get called up to the next level. See how that works? If he's better in this level, you call him up to the next level. When a guy is absolutely crushing one level, that's when you call him up to the next level. When specifically, at which point during the season was Dakota Mekas the guy to get called up? In which month? In which week of which month? That's, that's what it boils to. When Tommy Nance was crushing AAA, he got called up. When Justin Steele was crushing AAA, he got called up. When Adam Morgan had a fantastic run in AAA, he got called up. When Manny Rodriguez was dominant in AAA, he got called up. Jake Jewell, same thing. Didn't work at the major league level. Ryan Meisinger, same thing. He made sense. He was doing well, and if the Cubs didn't give him a major league look, he was going to get surrendered regardless. Dakota Mekas makes sense to keep for 2022. Dakota Mekas makes sense to keep for 2022. However, over the past 30 days, I'm going to look this up, over the last 30 days, Dakota Mekas, these are his numbers. Five games, six and a third innings, three hits, three, let's see. Boy, this is not a, okay. Six and a third innings, three hits, three runs, three earned runs, one home run, one hit by pitch, four walks, seven strikeouts, whip of 1.11, and a betting average against of 130. Not bad. Not bad. If there were no extenuating circumstances, possibly it might make sense to call up Dakota Mekas right now. Perhaps if there were no extenuating circumstances. However, in Major League Baseball, there are always extenuating circumstances. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. Um, I'm trying to do the, these podcasts so that you learn more about the Cubs pipeline. And if I'm doing a good job, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. If I'm doing a good job, then I encourage you to consider supporting the podcast, either through Anchor or through Patreon or some method of contribution. I have bills too. like to go to the grocery store and buy food once in a while, uh, you know, bills and stuff. This is basically what I do. This is basically what I do. I really can't deal with people anymore. I really can't. Um, 
So if you wish to contribute to my efforts, feel free to. You can do it through Anchor, you can do it through Patreon, probably do it some other ways, but there you go. Um, baseball, there's always extenuating circumstances. There are rules. And with players who have recently been called up to the major leagues, I use, I'll use uh, Dylan Maples as an example. Dylan Maples was recently run through waivers. Nobody picked him up. Nobody claimed him on waivers, which was a mild surprise. And some people took it as a, well, obviously he has no value. Not necessarily the case. It's that nobody wanted to claim him on waivers. If a team claims a player on waivers this late in the season, or more specifically, if a player is called up from the minor leagues this late in the season, they are on the 40-man roster for the entire offseason. They can't be sent down to the minor leagues until like you know, 10, 15 days before the regular season starts. They can't be designated for assignment because they were picked up too late in the season. Trace Thompson won't be able to be designated for assignment. He can be non-tendered, but he can't be designated for assignment. So, if the Cubs were to call up Dakota Mekas, he would have to be on the 40-man roster for the entire duration. And I've been looking at the 40-man roster, and I'm having a hard time getting it to 34, 35. That's without Dakota Mekas being added. That's without um, Ben Leeper being added. That's without Brennan Davis being added. Players that don't need to be added. Now, Dakota Mekas is a... Cue this up. 2016 draft pick. 2016 draft pick. He is Rule 5 eligible this offseason. He most definitely is. 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. This is his fifth, 16. 17, 18, 19, 20. This is his fifth season that the Cubs can extend his contract. Fifth season that the Cubs can extend his contract. A team can extend a player's November, December, January, whenever the deadline is. Yeah, yeah, you're still here. You're still here. Um, so really, with, with Dakota Mekas, unlike a player like a Ryan Meisinger or a Jake Jewell, who would have been a free agent in the offseason had the Cubs not left them on the 40-man roster, Dakota Mekas, he's Cubs property still. And that's exactly what the... Major League Baseball owners want it to be. Players is property. That's exactly how they see it. That's exactly how they treat it. And it, that's exactly how they respond. Dakota Mekas will be a Chicago Cub, Chicago Cub prospect in 2022 with one exception. With one exception, that one exception is if he is claimed in the Rule 5 draft. 
if he is selected in the Rule 5 draft in December, then the other team gets Dakota Mecca. Now, Meccas is not alone in that. There are whole bunches of players on whole bunches of different teams, all of whom can be Rule 5 selected. Now, when, when a player gets Rule 5 selected, three options exist, three options exist. Realistically, three options exist. One is the player sticks and stays with the team basically forever. Um, Hector Rondon stayed with the Cubs for a really long time. Um... Uh, the Cubs ended up hanging on to Trevor McGill, but that was a little bit different because he was um, he was run through waivers, returned to the Padres, who ended up making a trade with the Cubs, so the Cubs could take uh, could continue to keep McGill. And the Padres got back something else in return. So there are basically three options with Rule 5 draft. Rule 5 player stays with a new team forever, gets promptly returned. That happened with Gray Fenter last year for the Cubs. And then sometimes the player will stick midway through the season and then get returned. Dakota Mackis... I'm seeing a 4.21... ERA in Iowa. He's done fairly well. He's done fairly well. If he gets a chance with another team and another organization, I'll cheer for him. I want him to make the major leagues. But as of right now, as of today, as of this week, it makes absolutely no sense to call up Dakota Mackis. And again, it's a, oh, but you're supposed to be nicey-nicey. No, 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 this is me saying hogwash to the person, and the person saying back to me, you're supposed to be nice to everyone. No, I'm not going to be nice to everyone. I like Dakota Mekas. I've interviewed him. He was pleasant. Um, I wish him success. I hope he gets to the major leagues. But as of right now for the Chicago Cubs, calling him up means that either... He's going to take up a 40-man roster spot the entire offseason, which is a bad idea, or he gets non-tendered at the end of December, which is a bad idea. Neither choice is a good option if the Cubs call up Dakota Mekas this year. Full breath. What the Cubs are hoping for in 2022, send Dakota Mekas to Iowa. Dakota Mekas will would be in Iowa for his one, two, three, fourth year then. And the hope would be Dakota Mekas, along with Ben Leeper, along with Kane Eckert, along with um oh, maybe a Michael Rucker, maybe a Trevor McGill. Who knows who's going to be out there? But the, the hope would be there will be pitch, starting pitchers that are doing well. There will be relief pitchers that are doing well. And there are hitters that are doing well. Hitters meaning outfielders and a catcher and some infielders and a whole bunch of different play, players at AAA all doing well. And the Cubs can say, hey, we could actually, this guy looks like the perfect guy to call up. This year, the Cubs have called up an entire string of players from Iowa. An entire string of players from Iowa. If 
a player was the best player in Iowa. Offensively, pitching-wise. To call up. They call him up. Hey, my goodness, we keep having our catcher's break. Who do we call up now? Uh, let's call up uh, P.J. Higgins. Or let's call up... Uh, um, hmm, who do we want to call up this time? Uh, how about... Um, I don't know what the heck was his name. Is his name bottom sheet? Um, yay, way to be organized. Yes, there we go. Um, Taylor Gushu. Yeah, that's what I was trying to remember. Taylor Gushu. They called up when a player was needed. When a player was doing well, they get called up. That's how it's supposed to be. So, what the hope should be for next year. Dakota Mekas, along with a whole handful of other players. Probably Scott F. Ross will be in Iowa. You end up having your 7, 8, 9, 10-man bullpen in Iowa. However many guys it is. Need a guy in Chicago? Who's the guy, that's, who's the guy that needs to get called up? Who's the guy that's doing the best in AAA that needs to get called up? Call him up. Give him a shot. Send down the other guy, put the other guy on the injured list, call up the guy who's doing well. And then, if it is this guy gets injured, so a guy from AAA gets called up, then a guy from AA who's doing well in AA gets called up to AAA. Then, since you have a vacancy in AA, you call up a guy from high A that's doing well, and you get him experience at AA. See how that works? You uh, try to promote players who are doing well, when there's an opportunity to do it. Dakota Mekas in no 8, 10, 15 day stretch was the guy that had to get called up. If there is a situation where I was listening to the game and Alex Cohen was saying, Dakota Mekas is just crushing people. Dakota Mekas is better than this league. Dakota Mekas belongs in Major League Baseball tomorrow. You know what I would have said? Dakota Mekas probably deserves to get called up. Why? Because he's better than AAA. There really wasn't any one particular stretch where Dakota Mekas was the best player to call up. Not that he wasn't having good stretches. But when you are looking at things from an analytic perspective, analytic, cold-cutting, all-that-matters-is-logic perspective, who is the most logical guy to call up if there is a spot available. Well, right now, that would be Tommy Nance, or Justin Steele, or Michael Rucker, or Scott Efros, or Manny Rodriguez, or Adam Morgan, or Jake Jewell, or Adam Meisinger. You call up the guy who makes sense when they make sense if there's a vacancy. There wasn't that time. There wasn't that time for Dakota Mekas. Next year, next year, if you are a fan of a specific player, whoever it is, whoever it is in the Cubs pipeline, if there is that guy, I am a huge fan of specific player in the Cubs pipeline. That's cool. That is cool. Have that one guy who you are following and pay attention to him. Pay attention to him. Is this guy worth paying attention to? Is this guy worth monitoring? Is 
this guy worth paying attention to. And and if next year, if in 2022, Dakota Mechas is the guy who should get called up, then I'll say Dakota Mechas is the guy who should get called up. But it shouldn't be based on, I want it at some point to be Dakota Mechas. It shouldn't be based on that. What it should be based on is, of the players who could be considered, which guy makes the most sense? There's actually a guy right now who, if there was a need to call up a specific player, he might possibly, possibly make sense. The Cubs needed another starting pitcher. Possibly, possibly. Matt Swarmer, who's really been good the last 10 or 12 starts. 12 starts. He's been really good in Iowa. The argument could definitely be made. Call up Matt Swarmer, because after all, he deserves a look. Seems logical, right? And logical is what we're going with. Except if you call up Matt Swarmer, or if you call up Scott Efros, all right, I mean, or Scott Efros was a person who fit into the same situation. If the Cubs call up Matt Swarmer, if the club, Cubs call up Dakota Mekas, they're on the 40-man roster for the entire offseason. And what the Cubs are probably gambling with, with Swarmer or Mekas, or a handful of other guys, a handful of other guys that they could possibly call up now or in November add to the 40-man roster, but they won't. There will be plenty of players. This guy might get selected in the Rule 5 draft. We'd better add him to the 40-man roster so he doesn't get selected. There's going to be a whole lot of that thought going on across the league, all 30 teams. Do we want to risk this player getting selected? Do we want to risk losing this player? Matt Swarmer. There would be a risk. Dakota Mekas. There would be a risk. Jonathan Perlaza. There would be a risk. Jared Young. There would be a risk. What the Cubs have to do as an organization is look at the three possible Outcomes, the three possible outcomes. A player might not get selected at all. If the player is not selected at all, he probably shouldn't have been added to the 40 man roster in the first place. If he's not going to get selected, or if there's a solid chance he's not going to get selected, don't add him. Just don't. Second option. He gets selected by the team and he stays with them for years and years and years and years and doesn't come back. In that instance, if it was a player that the Cubs valued long term, yeah, probably they should have kept him. Then the third option is they get selected and get returned. So you have the doesn't get selected, does get selected and doesn't come back, does get selected, but does come back. Those are the three options. Those are the three options. 
what are the percentage chances for the specific players? What are the specific chances for the specific players? What is the specific likelihood that Dakota Mekas does get selected in the four, Rule 5 draft and stays with the team long term? It's possible. What sort of a percentage chance would you put on that? 10%, 15%, 70%. You're having to put numbers down if you're doing the logic thing. What's the percentage chance that he doesn't get selected? What's the percentage chance that he does get selected and stays with the team for a long time? What's the percentage chance that he gets selected and returned? Because if he gets selected and returned, it's really not a huge problem. If he doesn't get selected, it's not a huge problem. The only concern is if he gets selected by the team, stays with them for a really long time, and does really well. What's the likelihood of that happening with, specifically, Dakota Mekas? What is the likelihood of that happening, specifically, with Matt Swarmer? It's not a question of, I like this guy. It's not a question of, he deserves a look. It's a specific question of, is he the most logical guy to call up right now? And are there any extenuating circumstances that would make that a bad idea? Dakota Mekas... I don't know, 20% chance he gets taken in the Rule 5 draft? Maybe a little higher than that. 20, 25? I don't think he'll get selected. Maybe he does. And if that's the outlook of, I really don't think he'll get selected, and even if he does get selected, he probably won't stick around really long. If he does, then he's taking up a 40-man roster spot that somebody else might have could have had. It's not a question of, I like this guy. It's not a question of, I don't like this guy. I've actually interviewed both Dakota Mekas and Matt Swarmer. I haven't interviewed that many guys. I just, I, I, it's not something I'm good at or competent at or anything like that. I wish them both success. But Major League Baseball has rules, and if Dakota Mekas were called up in late September he would have to stay on the 40-man roster all offseason. Is Dakota Mekas more worthy of a 40-man roster spot than Brendan Little? Is Dakota Mekas more worthy of a 40-man roster spot than Ethan Roberts? Is Dakota Mekas more worthy of a 40-man roster spot than Nelson Velazquez? Is Dakota Mekas more worthy of a 40-man roster spot over the entire winter than Jonathan Perlaza? Those are the questions. Those are the questions. It's not about, I like this guy. It's not about, give him a look. It's about, is he the most logical player to call up right now? And is there a reasonable likelihood that he'll have a degree of success? 
with guys like Jake Jewell, with guys like Adam Meisinger, the Cubs had the option to retain them, and they might as well take a look at them. They ended up not doing very well. They ended up getting designated for assignment and moved on to teams with fantastic records. Saying Dakota Mekas probably should not be called up this time of this season is not a dig at Dakota Mekas. It isn't. It really isn't. It's an acknowledgement that baseball has rules and that 40-man roster spots over an entire offseason have value. If someone does select Dakota Mekas in the offseason in the Rule 5 draft, and he ends up going to Detroit, Pittsburgh, or Texas, or wherever, I'm going to hope he's successful. And I'm going to hope that he does so well that you people say, you know that podcast that you had where you said that about Dakota Mekas? I hope he makes me eat my words. Because I'm more interested in the players doing well than I am about being right. Each 40-man roster spot has value. Some baseball fans are not in tune with that mindset. That's basically where I live. That's basically where I live. And if someone else gets Dakota Mekas over the offseason through the Rule 5 draft, so be it. Congratulations. Go with it, use him well, develop him, and turn him into a, to a long-term beast. I'm good with it. But as far as getting three or four appearances from Dakota Mekas and having to keep him on the 40-man roster over the entire offseason, it's just not logical. It's not logical. It's perfectly, it's perfectly legitimate to have two different, seemingly contrary thoughts in your mind. I'm a Dakota Mekas fan, and it's not the right time to call up Dakota Mekas. If he's in Iowa in July, and his last, I don't know what, 9, 10, 11 outings, he has an ERA of 1.41, and nobody's hitting him, and even the hits are sloppy, ugly, and the Cubs have a vacant, call him up, call him up. If he's the guy that needs to get called up, then you call him up because that's how it's supposed to work. At no point during the 2021 season was Dakota Mekas more worthy of a call-up than the player who the Cubs were going to call up. And trust me, this season, the Cubs, between Tommy Nance, Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson, Michael Rucker, Adam Morgan, Manny Rodriguez, Jake Jewell, Adam Meisinger, Scott Efros, and... Uh, um, Trevor McGill and a couple other guys. There were plenty of players who were doing fantastically well and deserved the call-up at that exact moment. Dakota Mekas, there hasn't been that exact moment this year. It'd be nice if there was. It'd be really nice if there was, but there hasn't been. If there is in 2022, I hope to be able to be the one telling you Dakota Mekas ought to be the guy that gets called up in the next two or three days. Because he's kicking butt. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. Attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs go. And be nice to people.